Could Solowin's hackers have been deterred by basic measures and preventing insider sabotage to your business? These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hi, I'm Anna Delaney. The SolarWinds supply chain attack has been the subject of many conversations for over half a year now. However, could federal agencies have been in a better position to defend against the criminal hackers? ISMG's Jeremy Kirk, Managing Editor for Security and Technology, investigates. A letter released this week provides more insight into how federal agencies could have been in a better position to defend against Russian hackers, or at least in theory. Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon asked the Cybersecurity Infrastructure and Security Agency a series of questions. Wyden wanted to know why federal agencies were caught off guard by the supply chain attack. So the U.S. government has accused Russian hackers of infiltrating SolarWinds, whose network monitoring software is widely used. It led to one of the most extensive compromises of U.S. government agencies and private companies. The attackers inserted a backdoor into a software update for SolarWinds Orion network monitoring product. More than 18,000 organizations downloaded the malicious update, although a much smaller number were targeted by follow-on malware. That follow-on malware, however, could have been easily blocked if federal agencies had followed long-standing advice. Wyden pointed out that the National Institute of Standards and Technology and the National Security Agency recommend that firewalls only allow essential outbound traffic. Wales responded by writing that organizations that did block those outgoing connection attempts from Orion never saw follow-on exploitation, but he wrote that stopping those outgoing connections wasn't necessarily feasible for all organizations. Also, CISA wouldn't force regulations on organizations to do that. Wales writes, quote, It would be impractical for CISA to direct individual agencies to adopt specific network and device configurations on a broad scale, particularly given the unique operational requirements of each agency, end quote. Wyden also questioned how the attack evaded detection. The federal government runs the National Cybersecurity Protection System, which is a monitoring system, and Einstein, which is a component of that and acts as an early warning, intrusion detection, and traffic monitoring system. Wales responded that the entire cybersecurity industry lacked any network indicators to identify the SolarWinds activity. Backdoored software updates are difficult to detect, especially in the manner in which the SolarWinds attackers worked. But on a more positive note, the SolarWinds supply chain attack and a raging wave of ransomware have kickstarted a range of measures from the federal government designed to shore up network security, which has been long overdue. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. We have another special excerpt this week from a conversation between Congressman Jim Langevin and our VP of Editorial, Tom Field. Langevin is a member of the House Armed Services and Homeland Security Committees and plays an active role in helping strengthen the United States National Cyber Defense Strategy. Please do join us to watch the full interview on the 13th and 14th of July at our upcoming Virtual Cybersecurity Government Summit. Just register via our sites. 
Here's Langevin reflecting on what the United States needs to do to immediately assert its cybersecurity posture and deter attacks by nation states and criminal adversaries. So I would say this is on the on the international front. We need to send a very clear message to our enemies and adversaries that them attacking us or engaging in uh, espionage that crosses the line is is going to be dealt with uh, swiftly and and uh, effectively. That may mean sanctions. It may be law enforcement actions. Uh, but we also won't tolerate nation states looking the other way while criminal organizations act with impunity within its borders. It's against international law for, for countries to look the other way and governments to look the other way when there are criminal activities taking place in their borders that attack other nations. We, want to, we need to hold not only the, the criminal bad, bad actors uh, accountable, but also uh, the host countries uh, accountable. And again, whether it's sanctions or law enforcement actions, we can do that. Uh, in, in some cases, it might mean cyber on cyber actions are taken, uh, perhaps through the direction of the FBI if it's a law, law enforcement uh, action. Uh, for others, it may be uh, more, more of a presidential decision to uh, take down cyber infrastructure if that's, if that's necessary as well. But um, we should start looking at this as a, a whole of nation issue, whole of nation response is what is required. And finally, mitigating insider risk is never an easy task, something that's only inflated with the pandemic. Earlier this week, I spoke with Joseph Blankenship, Vice President and Research Director of Security and Risk at Forrester, who shared insight on malicious insiders and the trends he's seeing around how insiders are using the dark web to sell data. He said there absolutely is a very active environment, not just on the dark web, but on different forums, where cyber criminals or nation states are approaching employees to gain access credentials or intellectual property. And many companies don't really understand this is happening to them and what the risk is. So what can be done? about it. Here's Blankenship with some insight on risk mitigation. One of the things uh, that I would recommend, right, is if you've got access to, uh, to, to threat intel as part of your business, you're opening, you're kind of opening the aperture uh, for that threat intel to understand any chatter about your business that's being done uh, in uh, kind of the dark corners of the internet. Uh, if you will, and there's certainly plenty of services that, uh, that do some of that. I think one of the other things is as you're doing your, you know, your risk assessment on your business, you know, bring insider risk as part of that equation you know, and kind of understand what is our, our risk? What are the measures we've got in place? Uh, what is the data that may be viable to somebody? Part of that too is understanding who might be interested in what it is that you do. You, you probably have competitors around the world probably not in the, in the country where you're, you operate as well as other places you may do business. Understand if you've got any geopolitical risk to your business. A lot of uh, you know, these things, especially when people are coming from the outside and trying to infiltrate your, your insiders either through you know, social engineering or bribery or threat or blackmail, chances are they're coming from a, a, a country that may be you know, not so friendly with your home country. So understand that risk environment. Then you can start building your plan. You can't really under, you know, build a plan until you understand what the, the risk environment looks like. That's it for this week's ISMG Security Report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Anna Delaney. Until next time. Thank you.